IPR and competition law. I'm Ishita Borwa, the host of this podcast. Today, we have with us Mr. Sunil Jose. Sunil Jose is an experienced trademark and copyright lawyer and founder of Sans Legal, an intellectual property law firm based in Chennai. His firm provides registration, management, and consultancy services in the areas of intellectual property law and business laws. He holds a master's degree in intellectual property law and has done several advanced certificate programs from the World Intellectual Property Organization and the United Nations Institute for Training and Research on various subjects related to intellectual property. He is a mass, he is a mediator certified by the Ministry of Corporate Affairs. He has been practicing in the field of intellectual property and business laws for the last 20 years. He has worked with leading multinational and Indian firms and has advised several Fortune Global 500 companies and other companies including Tata, Ashok Leyland, Bayer, Swatch Group, Toyota, National Geographic, Harvard University, Sony, Godridge, Asianet, Continental Tires, C8, AVT, Nokia, Microsoft, Americana, General Mills, and etc. Outside his professional life, uh, Sunil Jose Sir is passionate about public speaking and has been a member of Toastmaster International since 2009. In 2019, he was conferred the Distinguished Toastmaster Award, the highest educational award in the area of public speaking. He has been mentoring and running a public speaking club for teenage students in Chennai for the last three years. Today, we shall discuss the topic trademark management and its intersection with the business world. Hello, Sunil sir. Welcome to our podcast. Before we begin our discussion on trademark management, would you like to tell the listeners how did your interest merge towards intellectual property rights and then integrating yourself towards becoming the founder of Sans Legal, the intellectual property law firm based in Chennai? Uh, thank you, Ishita, for inviting me as a guest to this podcast series. So it always gives me a lot of pressure to interact with young lawyers and law students and uh, share my experience and knowledge with them. Uh, in fact, I when I started practice in commercial and company law in Madras High Court in 1995, uh, it was a time when negotiations on the WTO's agreement on trips, I hope you are aware of this, uh, it was concluded at that time and the term intellectual property was gaining a public attention. So I have been a regular reader of the Hindu newspaper and uh, they used to publish a lot of articles on trips and intellectual property. I had a fascination to this concept uh, at that time. So later during my court practice, I had the opportunity to watch arguments on some famous trademark and copyright cases. Uh, For example, the case on um, ABCL Corporation uh, on the the copyrights uh, regarding a remake of the Tamil movie Muthu. And uh, there is some trademark dispute on a famous uh, pickle brand in uh, Andhra Pradesh. So that time I decided to do a master's in the subject and found out a university in my home state, Kerala, which was offering an LLM in IPR. So I took a break and I did my LLM in 2000, 2000, the year 2000. 
So thereafter, I worked for around 18 years exclusively in IP matters in Indian and international law firms. So in uh, 2018, I decided to start my uh, uh, independent practice so that uh, I could pursue my interest uh, independently. So that's how uh, I started the Sons Legal in Chennai. Sir, it has been quite a milestone that you have achieved. Yeah. Uh, sir, uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, sir, now I would love to proceed towards the discussion of today's topic, that is trademark management and its intersection with the business world. Yeah. Sir, uh, before uh, diving into the core aspect of the trademark management and business world, would you please like to explain to the listeners what trademark management actually means? Very well, good question. So, trademark management. Uh, in fact, uh, the trademark. earlier it was only for registrations and all now because the company started giving more attention to trademarks uh, the trademark management has come to the main uh, focus area of the practice so trademark management means managing your trademarks strategically for example there will be several trademarks used by a company so some of them need not be registered some of them should be registered the registration should be discontinued from some marks due to various reasons also if the owner is exporting to other countries or have business outside india there should be a strategy to decide which countries to be preferred and which marks are preferred so trademark management is the overall management of trademarks to make maximum advantage to the business uh Thank you, sir, for this uh, information, sir. If we are talking about trademark management, we cannot uh, uh, ignore the next question that I would like to ask you, sir. Uh, yeah. Facebook is transforming its company's name to Metaverse, which we can see as it has been sending subtle signs that it will be highly using the word Meta to have dominance over the world. Uh, sir, what is the future of the trademark of Facebook's newfound name, name, a Metaverse or Meta? well uh, this is the uh, main uh, topic which is uh, by being uh, discussed um, um, in the world uh, as such meta suddenly become the uh, the main point of uh, discussion around the world in the legal circles so well i think one of one most important branding strategy adopted by big corporate is the go for it strategy so go for it strategy means it's like adopt a mark without taking the pros and cons of such a mark into account so they will not be many searches or they may not be go for a very intense search or surveillance to see if the mark is being used somewhere else it appears now that this meta the new name of facebook has not done a proper due diligence about the availability of the mark uh you can see that the next day after it was launched there were reports of availability of uh, similar marks already existing in many countries so there were indi- indications that meta will face strong objections uh, and oppositions and they will have to negotiate with with such uh, earlierly existing trademarks i think meta calculated hurdles only in a handful of countries still they went for rebranding uh, since uh, they are getting control of a mark like meta and it was actually more than the benefits were more than 
uh, with a few resistance from a handful of countries thank you for the information sir Uh, uh recently we have seen uh, that the government of india has transferred air india to the tatas along with it uh, there's also the transfer of the trademark of the airline uh can we have more insights from you as to how the whole web of trademarks will be managed by the tatas yeah again a uh, uh, very nice question i mean that that shows your inquisitiveness in fact uh, we all i mean i was also wondering before i worked for tata how these guys were handling such a volume of uh, trademarks uh, they have uh, presence in more than 100 countries i had the opportunity to work with uh, some tata group companies on many global assignments so one thing i have noticed is their focus on intellectual property management they have an efficient system to manage their ip assets uh, at international level in fact they have uh, a presence over 100 countries and a huge ip portfolio and uh, some of their the countries where they are present are even were not even known for me so for such an ip conscious company handling uh, air india's portfolio is not a big deal however the strategy of uh, dealing with air india's ip is something which we have to wait and watch because they are yet to reveal that disclose their strategy or uh, we are not seeing any signs in the uh, in the public or in the media i mean uh, we need to see who will be the owner uh, of these trademarks or whether there will be a holding company like the uh, the western concept I, i think now this is this is started in india also the holding company just to hold the all the ip assets or there will be another tata entity to take care of the air india and the vistara marks we have to wait for some more time to see what's happening yes okay sir i positively believe that since you have worked and said that tatas uh, have an efficient system to manage their ip assets at a international level they will be able to tackle all the upcoming events related to ip yes um, Sir, uh, I have been listening to the term uh, trademark illusion from time to time. Uh, can you please explain to us about it with a crisp example? Well, uh, this was uh, uh, one uh, one area which I liked and uh, like to explore, and I had written about it. I, I mean, recently also there was something happened. I had uh, written a post in LinkedIn about. It. So, trademark illusion is believing that a trademark belongs to a particular company. even if the company has not claimed any right over a word so it's just like the public will will uh, just think that uh, it belongs to a company so most probably the word or that wording will be a generic or descriptive word usually this is uh, done by companies which has very well known brands uh, what they do they just add one generic or descriptive name related to the product to this well known brand so that the public can easily identify the nature or quality of that uh, product so uh, recently a well known health drink company added the word calcium plus or vitamin plus to their main brand now the public knows what the product is meant for the company's branding strategy will to will be to this project this descriptive term so through intense marketing the public will be identifying the product uh, as calcium plus or vitamin plus instead of uh, referring the main brand 
so what the company is doing the company is just creating an illusion about the brand so the in fact they don't have a right over that uh, but still they are creating an illusion in the mind of the people to create a, 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 a create an imaginary thought that they have a right over that particular wording so that is what is called the trademark illusion thank you for the information sir that was quite interesting i and i think i don't know if that is a positive strategy or a negative strategy uh, but i think if i read more upon it and i you can tell us more about tell me more about it in future and yes. then i will be able to know like what it actually means thank you for the information sir and moving on to the next question uh, can we know how alpha exploration company which is the owner of clubhouse their trademark is actually an example of being a transitor to the world of business yeah uh, interestingly when it happened shita uh, the, the, this was a transitor but now i think uh, with the the post covid uh, we can call it a post covid hopefully uh, period uh, clubhouse is actually losing the control over their marks right now among the importance but anyway uh, when they adopted the mark it was a transitor Uh, in fact clubhouse adopted a strategy very similar to meta the facebook meta uh, like without looking at the pros and cons they just adopted and you know uh, let us see and uh, let's let's see when it comes so that kind of strategy here it was a little different uh, here the reason is the clubhouse is a term very common to trade and everyone has a right to use such a word now alpha exploration the company which owns this trademark was trying a different strategy it is called reverse confusion strategy so it was it is a situation where the uh, well known clubhouse i mean the, the the mark which is well known they advertise and promote the brand so aggressively and so extensively to a level where the customers and public may be confused to think that the well known mark services are those of the old clubhouse which is existing i think it's a little confusing i'll just explain uh, just imagine clubhouse is an fm station already known in uh, chennai so when an when the new clubhouse that is the app the social media app comes because of their intensive marketing and advertising and their um, they are they are uh, all over the place the public will start to think that the fm station is related to the social media app it actually uh, the fm station is prior to started prior to the social media but now because of the presence and the, that kind of reputation that kind of uh, aggressive marketing people will start thinking this fm station is related to this uh, social media so what happens so if uh, the fm station fire, finds their business is getting into difficulty because of the people started connecting it with the social media app uh, they may file a case they may go to a, a police uh, with a police complaint and a uh, lot of other ways to do that so uh, in, in that case the social media app can bring in arguments like you know see we are reputed we are well known we have this much followers and uh, you know all that sort of you have this volume of business we are present in a lot of countries so all sort of uh, the arguments to uh, win a case or to uh, to avoid a complaint etc so ultimately what happens this fm station which has been in presence in chennai for so long under the name clubhouse 
finally will find that their uh, popularity or uh, their identity is being diluted and people started to think they are some subsidiary company of the social media app so what happens to this process said the social media app may be able to kill the fm station's brand in a long run or uh, the fm station may have to may be compelled to uh, change their brand so i think the clubhouse strategy is a mix of this meta strategy of go for it and uh, the reverse confusion strategy thank you yeah. so much sir for explaining uh, to every one of us in such a crisp way um, it was quite an information um sir moving on to the next question uh, how can a company decide the country in which a trademark application is to be filed if you can give us a brief explanation about it it will help the listeners to understand more profoundly uh thank you uh, again uh, this is also uh, shows that uh, you your interest in the subject Uh, it all depends on the company's business uh, current business and future business strategies a uh, company has to decide on their potential products and the market in which they have they plan to export to these goods so some countries have a first to register system uh, where you know they get a right if they register first even if somebody uh, comes later who are using the mark there still the the party which register the mark first in that country will get a better right but in some countries like india we have first use system first to use system so in in case we file a i file a trademark today and you come and file a trademark tomorrow but you are using the trademark a few years back so you get a prior right that is called uh, first to use system so it is always to take a madrid system of international registration if a company wants to file in uh, say for example five or more countries it depends okay it depends on the cost involved but uh, this is a minimum threshold so the immediate priorities in terms of market has to be identified uh, also give priority to those countries that follow first to register because you may be entering that market a bit late so even if you are not using the mark there you will still have protection because you have already registered the mark there uh thank you sir yeah. for making us understand uh it means a lot uh sir uh what are the contents that an intellectual property attorney needs to look after while drafting trademark related agreements uh where are uh, well there are a lot of points uh, i will list out a few which immediately comes to my mind the first and more foremost thing which uh, i have noticed uh, from some of my uh, opponents uh, uh, my clients opponents or other party in the business i have noticed some missing so i let me explain that first so you have to first identify is a mark which is the subject matter of the agreement is a registered or not registered so if it registered you have to enter correct details of the mark in the agreement is very very important also you have to identify the ownership entered in the agreement is in sync with the the the, the details available in the uh, trademark register uh, otherwise it will affect the agreement's validity you have to decide if the client wants an outright sale or it's it's a, it's a sale or a, or a license or it's just a franchise model 
in case it's a license or franchise model the most important thing is that you have to ensure the ownership always stays with the uh, trademark owner so these are the some of the points which i can immediately comes to my mind thank you sir um sir can you please give us an overview of what is the difference between uh, brand and trademark well this is uh, one question where uh, there was uh, some uh, controversy some people uh, commented uh, you know what i was telling is not correct uh, this has been a lot of people use these terms interchangeably these are connected terms but you can see even including lawyers also used to refer trademark as brand and brand as trademark i had written a post as i told you i had written a post comparing uh, trademark with egg yolk and the brand as egg so trademark whether registered or not registered it is the crux of any brand okay so when reputation goodwill promotion quality of the product and many other factors are added to a, the core trademark it becomes a brand it grows to become a brand so that's the main difference uh okay sir thank you so much uh for um like uh, um, answering my confusion and uh, correcting it thank you uh sir uh you have mentioned on linkedin that uh, you are mentoring teenagers to become more effective communicators do you have any similar plans for law students as well well uh, public uh, speaking and coaching has been a um a thing which is close to my heart for quite some time so initially i we i didn't have plans okay i started i learned myself for uh, for for a very uh, for around 10 years then we started a club for these kids in chennai a lot of kids uh, which is almost 3 years and then a lot of kids which we trained and then now when they stood up uh, and and speak well uh, i find a lot of happiness uh, in the in the parents mind and in our mind and we find it very satisfactory so i was also thinking some on the similar way for law students so we are actually working on some plans uh, recently i had uh, an opportunity to uh, give an uh, introduction to regarding the communication importance of communication uh, to a few law colleges in uh, in and around uh, chennai and uh, kerala so we understood the importance of the, the principles of the colleges talk to us like and then they were so interested and they said okay uh, this is something which you have to take forward so we are planning to conduct uh, serious workshops uh, for young and lawyers and students on various aspects of communication including uh, verbal and non verbal communication and writing strategy uh, writing strategies uh, including writing on the uh, internet sorry linkedin and social media it's a different strategy so many lawyers uh, have told me about that they they know the content or points but they are actually afraid to stand up and speak and some lawyers find that they don't know how to express and and convey the message even though they can speak so we want to address this concern on a large scale and uh, as a uh, we are with me and with uh, some of my friends together we are planning how big plans on this and we are working on it Thank you sir for this initiative and thinking for the larger mass and also for the law students like us. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Sir, uh, sir what is your message to students who are interested in pursuing a career in IPR law? 
now see there are a lot of students write to me when i in linkedin direct messages asking the first question is how can i become a very good ipr lawyer so i think in, i have answered at least 15 to 20 or maybe more than that students about how to become a good ipr or this is the main question but one thing you have to uh, realize that ipr is not a standalone practice anymore when we started uh, when you do in ipr you had enough work you do, you had only to look at copyright trademarks domains and uh, patents and that's all now this is not like that there is you can see there is a lot of uh, interconnection between uh, the subjects now uh because and that's mainly because of the uh, the the social media and the online based um, uh, marketing promotions and business uh, so you have to get the maximum exposure in different domains don't focus only on core ipr domains if you want to become an ipr lawyer don't don't just think you have to be an expert in uh, trade, trademark copyright patent etc you have to uh, get an exposure and uh, if possible expertise in Uh, civil uh, criminal uh, company and commercial law so these are all very important also at the same time you see the competition there are very there are domains which are very close to ip are uh, like the competition law the privacy law uh, and law cyber law and uh, the latest like nft artificial intelligence uh, <clears throat> all uh, blockchain all these are intertwined so also explore in the ipr ipr area itself you have to explore like ip management uh, valuation and franchise laws if you are a non science student i uh, this is my earnest request to you you please concentrate in patent and design a lot to gain a good understanding of this law don't ignore uh, patent and design so this is my uh, uh, advice for you okay thank you yeah. sir like uh, i agree with you like uh, there has been an there is going a technological boom and i think ipr is like changing like at a very fast rate so yes mm-hmm. we can't only focus on just the core subjects of ipr but i agree that we also have to look after the privacy data protection cyber and the ai laws yes. which are all intertwined together with ipr yes yes absolutely Sir, uh, before wrapping up the whole episode, I uh, really would want to know what is the motto that you follow in life. If you can enlighten us, it will help all the listeners of today's episode. Uh, thank you uh, again. Uh, nice question. Um, it's something which comes out of my mind is this: so be sincere to uh, in whatever you do, and you have to give a hundred percent to serve your clients. this is not only helping you uh, your clients but also helping you as a as a lawyer and uh, if you are if you have a problem if you are an employee and if you have a problem with your boss or your manager i mean this can happen to everyone uh, if they sideline you or uh, you are not given proper opportunity you have to be proud of yourself and hold your head high because it is a moment of for self realization that you possess some skills and talent or capacity which your manager or boss does not have and next is you please treat your subordinates juniors interns and employees the spouse and children uh, with utmost respect and humanity 
and you can see them they will give back the same to you i have uh, i left i was working with a, a quite number of firms and there are still people who are attenders uh, drivers and um, paralegals who still in contact with me and keep asking how are you and asking about my family and all so this is all because we uh, we were like you know we were not like a um, um, senior consultant and a paralegal or driver we were just treating them like like same another human being so that's why they will give you back for sure and finally i feel uh, enjoy the lighter moments and do not forget to share it with others so what i mean like even if it's your interns or employees or whoever you should be uh, you should treat them like you, you don't even feel like you know oh, they they are subordinates to you or they are just uh, you know, youngsters and you should be very serious about which uh, very serious with them no please share the lighter moments if you have some uh, you are a fun loving person if you have some fun in your mind or you are a person which uh, which loves to uh, talk with lighter sense so please do that and continue to do it that takes a lot of stress out of you i think we all listeners should take note of this motos and life lessons that sir has to offer and i agree with sir as he had said that we should be sincere in whatever i do and i personally really enjoyed sir that you told that we have to enjoy the lighter moments and we shouldn't forget to share it with others because that actually takes a lot of stress from us because obviously we are all amped with stress and as we are students now so i will take this as a like a personal note from you sir yeah okay thank you thank you so much yeah thank you sunil jo sir it was an interesting session i would like to thank all the listeners for t- tuning into today's episode and sir it was a pleasure to have you on our podcast and discuss trademark management and its intersection with the business world for questions suggestions and recommendations please feel free to contact us on our instagram or linkedin accounts thank you everyone for listening to episode 6 of our podcast hope to host more talk shows every sunday this way we all will learn together the aspects and prospects of ipr and competition law this is in conversation with ipr and competition law see you soon in next episode Thank you.